Radio. When I was confirmed, long time ago now, when I was 13 years old, I chose um, a peculiar confirmation name. And I still today can't really work out why I chose it. I chose the name St. Joseph Bar Sabbas. You might be thinking, I've never heard of him. St. Joseph, you're the famous St. Joseph that this church is named after. But St. Joseph Bar Sabbas, St. Joseph's son of Sabbas, he was the one who went up against Matthias in an election. Because when Judas committed suicide, the apostles had to elect another apostle. So there was 11 of them, they had to elect a 12th. And so it says in the Acts of the Apostles that they drew lots between Matthias and a man called Joseph Barsabbas. And Joseph Barsabbas didn't win. So Matthias got elected. So I chose a reject. I chose someone who loses. A loser, you could say. But if I did choose someone who was rejected because perhaps I, I felt some sympathy for them, then as a Catholic, as a Christian, I'm very close in that respect to Jesus because Jesus too was rejected. We're told today that he was the stone which the builders rejected. And the builders, Peter in the Acts of the Apostles identifies as the rulers of the people and the elders. In other words, the ones who have the power and authority, the ones who are thought to be the wise of this world, reject Jesus Christ. And yet he turns out to be the keystone. The stone which the builders rejected has become the keystone or the cornerstone. He's the one who holds the whole building together. And yet... They rejected him. And still today, they reject Jesus Christ as the keystone, as the cornerstone. At least the majority of people do. For them, he's not their saviour and lord. He's not the cornerstone. But what makes Jesus the cornerstone? Why do we say that he's the keystone? Is it just that he's the basis of our faith? After all, being a Christian doesn't make sense really without any Christ, without Jesus. Well, I think that's true, but it goes further than that. I think to say that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone or the keystone is to say that he's the foundation of everything. That he holds everything together. All reality. Our society. Our families. Our relationships. Our government. Our economic system. He's the cornerstone, the keystone that holds everything together. St. John Paul II, our great Pope, said in his very first encyclical, this letter to all the peoples of the world, it was called Redemptor Hominis, which means Redeemer of Man. He said this The Redeemer of Man, Jesus Christ, is the centre of the universe and of history. The Redeemer of man, Jesus Christ, is the centre of the universe and of history. So he is the keystone, and if we have him at the centre of our lives, we can expect good things. We can expect things to be ordered 
in the right way. We can expect peace between peoples, between families. We can expect virtues to be flourishing in ourselves. Fruits of the Holy Spirit manifesting themselves in our lives. We can expect so many good things. But what about when he isn't the cornerstone of our life and our society? What about when he's not the keystone? What do we see then? Well, we see what we see when we read the newspaper, when we watch the news, when we follow current affairs. We have absolute chaos. We have all sorts of things going on. We have bizarre ideas about marriage coming, so people vote for so-called same-sex marriage. We have abortion, widespread adultery, fornication, euthanasia, the widespread use of contraception, lying, cheating, failure to help the poor. The list goes on and on. This is what happens when Jesus Christ is not the cornerstone, is not the keystone. In other words, without Jesus, things fall apart. Without Jesus, there's there's disunity, there's violence, there's hatred and strife. But when he's there, that's when we experience peace and order and genuine love. So we live in a world where Jesus Christ is very much rejected. And so if we want to follow him, if we want him in our lives... We can expect to be rejected too. Today, it's very easy to forget about God. Everything that happens in our culture is made to make us forget the most important things about life, the most important questions of why are we here? What is life about? It's so easy to forget about Jesus, the church. It's so easy to stop praying and to live in a self-centered way. To just live for entertainment and the holidays that come up and just carry on going through the motions. It's very easy just to be absorbed into thinking the way that the world thinks, the world that has rejected Jesus. But in order to have him in our lives, in order to live our Catholic faith, we're going to have to fight. That's what's needed. In a culture, in a world which is hostile to Jesus, And we have to fight for our faith. We have to stand up for it with courage and confidence and not become content that it just kind of disappears into the background. And we have to remember what is on the line. That helps us fight any fight, I think. What is on the line? What are we fighting for? St. Peter says in that reading, that first reading about the name of Jesus, he says, For of all the names in the world given to men, this is the only one by which we can be saved. It's only through Jesus that we can be saved. So this is about nothing less than the salvation of souls, yours and mine. This is about the possibility of losing heaven eternally or gaining it. Not just for ourselves, but for others too who rely on us to bring the truth of the gospel to them. The storm that the church is facing, that all Christians are now facing, is only going to get worse. It's only going to get harder to live as a Catholic Christian. No one is going to survive who's a cultural Catholic. 
In other words, they were brought up that way. They went through the sacraments. You know, they ticked the boxes. No one's going to survive who's in that category. Lukewarm Catholics are not going to survive. People who see faith as an optional extra aren't going to survive. The only Catholics who will be left standing are those who embrace Jesus Christ and his church wholeheartedly. The ones who aren't content to just do the minimum. The ones who want to receive God's gifts in abundance. Who want to receive him in the sacraments in abundance. It's gone the time for lukewarm Catholicism. We can already see it's dying all around us. The only ones who will still be standing when these winds really start blowing are those who are firmly planted in the faith, who are firmly convinced of the truth of the gospel and of Jesus Christ. So now is the time for us to be hungry for our faith, hungry for the truth, hungry for the relationship with Jesus who loves us. We have to want to be saints. We have to want to get to heaven. We have to be willing to fight for our faith in Jesus. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.